Welcome to Positive Bitch Lady, or as we like to say, Positive Power Lady. Listen in as your host, Sandy Joy Weston, takes on the hottest topics, explores how to deal with them in a positive, bold way, and highlights some amazing power ladies out in the world. This month, we wanted to share some exciting news about Sandy's other podcast, Let's Keep It Real. We are about to hit our 50th episode. Let's Keep It Real is all about hearing from amazing people from all around the world who are making a positive impact. Sandy and her guests discuss topics from all areas of life, and we know that you will leave feeling absolutely inspired. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Sandy's website, www.sandyjoyweston.com. If you haven't already, take a listen to one of the amazing episodes and share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. Well, I can't believe I am now interviewing Rebecca when I could have met her in L.A. and I just got back. But that's all right. We got it in. Rebecca forced out. I'm going to make sure I got this. Okowski. And if I said it wrong, she'll correct me. But Rebecca is here. And I'm so excited because I love, love what she does. She is the founder of the Baby Boomster. Don't you love that? I love it. Babyboomster.com. She's a purveyor of all things fun and a diehard foodie. Oh, man, I wish I would have met up with her in L.A. <laughs> with a burning love for travel, she writes from anywhere on the planet. She happens to land, ooh, even if it's in her own backyard of Los Angeles. Yeah, I was right there, right near Burbank. Her topics include travel, food, culture, entertainment, wellness, longevity, woohoo, and issues that concern active women over 50. Hmm, I wonder if we know anybody like that. For over 35 years, she's had a successful career as a professional voice over, ooh, actor best known for her young sounding voice. Rebecca, welcome. Well, thank you, Sandy. I'm so excited to be here. You do have a young sounding voice. It's crazy. Has it always been like, is the voice just never changed? It never. No, I always sound like an eight year old and <laughs> I don't even have to try. I could just imagine when you're trying to demand something, I, where's your mother, right? Is your mother home? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's been really good for telephone solicitors. I can get rid of them. Just say, my, oh. my mommy's busy right now. Oh. <laughs> You're right. And we get a lot of those. So that's so cool. Uh, we have so much to get in, but I'm so glad that you agreed to be on Positive Bit Power Lady because you fit this mold. I mean, man, oh, man. So let's tell everybody a little bit more about your journey. And I want to just go with the voice thing. Like, okay. what made you get into that? And because people kept commenting on your voice. No, uh, I wanted to be an actor. I was, I, you know, kind of an idiot, I guess, uh, wanting, I guess everybody, every little girl has a dream like that. I started yeah. doing theater in high school, and then I got a job at Knott's Berry Farm doing melodramas. So I worked for three years doing six shows a day, getting tied to the railroad tracks or, you know, yeah getting thrown out of a riverboat or something like that. And it was actually a place where Steve Martin started and Gene, Gene Jones started. And I Woo! worked there. I was working there with um, Lauren Tweez, who 
later on went on to do the love boat. So, you know, it was kind of a nice little ground place for people to learn or to work at, you know, professionally. It was like a professional job. And then I moved moved to Los Angeles to pursue a a career as an actor and kind of got waylaid and uh, ended up doing wardrobe uh, on a film and then got into the union doing wardrobe. So I was working on shows like The White Shadow and Hill Street Blues. But I always wanted to be an actor and I had this goofy voice. So I was reading one of the trade magazines and they were looking for little kid voices. And so I I called them up and I ended up doing a lot of the uh, Japanese anime, which no, <laughs> nobody knew what it was at the time, you know, other than Kimba the White Lion and uh, yeah. Cargo and all that or Speed Racer. But it became it's popular now. It's very popular. My son, who's a freshman in high school, loves it. Oh, yeah. Well, we did one of the original shows that got on TV called Robotech, and I did one of the lead voices in it. And it it's still like I still have fans all around the world for that. Uh, wow. Yeah, I get, you know, on Facebook, people go pop up from Peru or something, you know, and they're all excited. It's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they send me on, you know, occasionally I get to go on conventions. One of those, uh, it's sort of like going to a Star Trek convention where everybody's dressed up and they're asking you, you know, what did you do in the episode? What's whatever it was. And of course, you can't remember because you were just in a booth with by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's fascinating though. I mean, did you, like when you were in like doing the voice that like you said, you're in a booth by yourself, Uh is it, is it, I don't know. Like, is it, is it freaky sitting in there like that you can't see? Like, I've always wondered, like, you know, you can't see what you're, you're, what's projected on the screen. I mean, it seems to me like it's more difficult than acting because you have to really use your imagination. Well, what I what I was doing was, um, you know, it was a Japanese cartoon, so it was already produced. So what they had to do was write dialogue to match the lips. So I was actually lip syncing. Uh, uh. And, and actually, I did write scripts for that, too, which was excruciating because you had to, you know, write it to fit the lips, make sense and, you know, maybe be funny and or or weird. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a definite skill, but I also did other uh things like um some original cartoons and commercials and background voices in films and you know audiobooks and video games and all kinds of stuff. Do you still do it now? I do, uh, not as much as I used to because now a lot of younger people have come in and even though, you know, it's a matter of what your voice sounds like, it's just, it's changed a lot. The The whole industry's changed. Everything's online. So people are submitting all over anywhere, you know, under a rock in Kansas, whereas it used to be Los Angeles and New York. And, you know, so I haven't been promoting it as much as I used to, but I, I worked on something not too long ago. And then they had a premiere at the um, Ricardo Monobom Theater, which, you know, they had like a red carpet and everything. And so that was exciting. That is fun. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. Like um, I wouldn't, I forget that you can make a whole career with your voice. It just blows my mind. (laughs) And you, by the way, you do have a great voice. I love your voice. Thank you. Thank you. 
it's very uh, relaxing because it's fun, you know, because it's so youthful, you know, it makes you want to, you know, go skipping down the street, which is a good thing, you know. It keeps me young. I, I don't Yeah, absolutely. 65. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Oh, my. Okay. Anywho, so here you are. You're doing all that. And now, like a lot of women, like that's why you said I love the name, the baby boomster, hip boomer. I love it. You know, you got we always we have to reinvent ourselves, don't we? We constantly reinvent ourselves. Oh, I've reinvented myself several times because of things that happened in my life. Uh, in 2001, my husband passed away and I had two mm. kids that were 11 and 13 and I know I couldn't depend on just my acting alone because it's kind of unpredictable. And unless you're on the Simpsons or something like that, which I did audition for, but unfortunately somebody else got it. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, it's here and there all the time. It's, you know, so you had, I had, and I live in Los Angeles, which is insane as far as like rents and things are, you know, Oh, I know. Yeah. It's a, I have so many friends that live out there and they could make the same income they made in Philly and they could be starving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. So I've had to do other things. And so for a while I got into selling makeup. I was like doing a direct sales thing, selling makeup and I was doing really well. I did really well. I became a sales director and I earned three cars, you know, and all this stuff. Really? I did. And it wasn't really something I wanted to do forever. It wasn't, you know, especially in Los Angeles, people are, were a little on the snooty side at the time I was doing it, you know, and they would only use Lancome and not the other thing. And, um, and it, you know, it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. So then I got involved with a, a networking organization where there was like, it was called CEO Space. It's still called CEO Space, where there's an- entrepreneurs from all over the world. And I became a club president for this networking group. And I met a lot of really cool people like, you know, Bob Proctor, who was in The Secret and Les Brown and all those, all those type of guys, you know, those seminar type. Yeah. But then I discovered blogging and and that was in about 2008. And I also discovered that I was kind of tacky. And I, you know, being on the creative side, I didn't realize that I kind of had this techie thing going. And so I, I yeah. taught myself how to set up a website and, you know, do all this stuff. And then I, I actually started a business helping other people set up websites. And then, uh, then I really decided that I wanted to work on my own blog. So I still help other clients, but I also, you know, I'm really focusing on Baby Boomster and it's, it's really creative for me. So, you know. And it's awesome. Yeah. But I do. I love the way it's done. And I had a podcast also for a a while with a friend and we did about 90 episodes of it called the two boomer broads. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Boomer broads. Oh my God. That's such a great name. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun with that. And, uh, but then it, that just became a lot of work. So I was just trying to make it as simple as possible. So here you are. I, I want to back up because this is really important for women to hear, you know, let's, let's just really dive into this reinvention because I think that's really, really important that, a lot of women, oh, I hate to say this, but do you ever hear this? 
they feel not heard or they feel not seen once they get over a certain age. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that they feel people just, my girlfriend, I was out with her the other day and she, she just turned 51 and she's gorgeous and she's beautiful and she's amazing and all this stuff. But sometimes she just feels that people are just like looking over her head, you know, to the other person there and not focusing in on her. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't know if that's really happening or is that true? So I wanted, I, you know, I always ask for three questions when I have a guest coming on. And what is your opinion? Do you think at a certain age that you don't get focused in on? Well, in a way, yeah. I mean, you don't have guys whistling at you as much unless you, but you know, there are some women that are just amazing looking. They don't look anything like our mothers did. And Instagram, there's this whole gaggle of women that they have gray hair. I don't have gray hair yet. I'm still trying to decide. I mean, I do have it. I'm just keep dying it, but, uh, yeah, Yeah, but they look beautiful, you know, like the accidental icon. That's one of them. Uh, like may, may, um, was it, uh, the guy, (laughs) the guy who does pay or or does Tesla. God, I'm just like, my brain is gone dead. Anyway, his mother, um, Elon Musk and may Musk has like a, an incredible Instagram and, Oh, I'm writing this down because I don't know. Oh, any yeah. Of you know, if you go on there, you'll just see all these amazing women and they're all fashionable and kind of wild fashion. And, you know, sometimes I wish I didn't have a stomach and then I, you know, would be able to do, you know, photos like that, but I'm working on it. And um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they really have gotten themselves out there and they have these huge Instagram followings and, you know, and then there's also quite a few people that are online blogging and, you know, getting their, I think that, you know, the wonderful thing about being older is you have, you have this whole life behind you. So you have a lot of stuff to share with people and the knowledge and yeah, stuff. So yeah. I think there's a lot of people getting out there and doing that. And I think that's a great thing because otherwise you kind of just sort of disappear into the background. So yeah. And you're, you're right. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, like the pros and cons, but if you can home in on the pro, which is you have more to draw on, you have the wisdom to draw on and you could still look hip and funky no matter what age. I mean, you know, it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. I mean, th- these women are just amazing looking and, and even more so than looks like, you know, you don't have to be drop dead gorgeous you know you can see like you ever just meet someone and you think oh my god there's something about them and it's just their energy but if you just took a picture of them it's not like they're right yeah no they're just interesting and I think people are kind of embracing the fact that you know it instead of having like in Los Angeles you'll see a lot of women that you know they kind of have over botoxed (laughs) they look kind of like a horror show but yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of women that are just embracing, you know, what they really look like and aren't afraid to get out there and show people, you know, this is me and yeah. and that's me. Well, when you when you're doing your uh-huh. blog, you're probably referencing 
all different things to empower women over 50. Yeah, I I get into a lot of different topics. I I love to travel, but I can't travel all the time, obviously. Uh, I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's so many topics to talk about. You know, wellness is obviously a really huge one. I I found a lot yeah. of of my traffic comes from anything I write about fashion and I don't write a lot about fashion. I would like to, but uh, you know, like I said, I don't have the, the body for that, but, but that. Don't say that. Don't say that because you, when you look at you, you embrace energy, fun yeah. and joy. And so your fashion, you should go out there and do the fashion thing, which will allow people to embrace no matter what well, size Well, no, they and are. I do. I do. I'm like, you know, covering up your menopause belly and things like that. But yeah. Oh, my God. That, that's a <laughs> No, but they, it's really popular. Um, that's something a lot of women want to know about. They just want to, you know, they, yeah. they don't want to look that. dowdy. They're not out there wearing moo-moos. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Stop yeah. it. That's funny. Well, maybe some of them. No, that's a great one. That's a really yeah, good and, one. Um, I do a little bit of entertainment because I'm out here. Um, and what else do I do? Um, just skincare. Obviously that's a, that's a big one. And yeah. just lifestyle yeah. stuff, you know, just how to get through life, living through you know, being over 65, trying to deal with, especially as women, because we usually survive, you know, our, our relationships. And so it's like, how do you survive, um, monetarily and get through everything? Um, and just, Ooh, that's a good one, Rebecca. That's right. You're right. Yeah. And just, just life in general, you know, just, I think, you know, the reinvention thing, so many women over, over 50 are doing that because they, they want, you know, maybe they've left a job that they've been working at forever and they just want to be themselves. And, and what's really, you have the freedom to be able to do that. Now you don't have like you're, you you have to be put in a home just because you're (laughs) made, you know, and just sort of fade away. Um, I think people are. Yeah. I love that. You're so funny. So, I want to go back. I love to travel too. So tell me some places. Tell me some really fun places you've gone. Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't really get to go seriously traveling until I was 50. And just because life got in the way and stuff. And, and I mean, you know, as kids and stuff, we used to go on trips and things, but not really like far. But I, I got to go to Europe I, my first trip was to Spain and we spent three weeks in Spain taking trains all over the place. And I just absolutely mm-hmm. love Spain. And then um, we went to uh, my, my boyfriend was speaking at a conference in Poland. He's in the film industry. And uh, so we, we went to Poland, which was amazing. And then we took a river cruise from Budapest to Prague Oh, I heard that's great. Oh, river cruises are just my favorite. I just absolutely oh. love them. And then we did another trip to Italy. We spent three weeks in Italy and then took the Queen Elizabeth on a Mediterranean cruise from Rome to Southampton. And that was incredible. And we also did a trip on a sailboat 
and it was in the in the grenadines in the oh. kind of really far down in the the caribbean we started in st vincent and then went all the way down to grenada and it was like a three-week sailboat trip which was aren't you adventurous <laughs> that was incredible i mean the thing is i don't like camping I'm really like my idea of camping is like a hotel in motel six or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being in a sailboat it with six people with these really tiny rooms and stuff is definitely camping. Yeah. So, yes. And it's very humid and everything. So, you know, you be, you're laying there in the cabin and you have to keep the hatch open to breathe. And then all of a sudden it'll start raining on top of you. So you have to close the hatch and, <laughs> And there were times where I just said, can we stay in a hotel? (laughs) Well, whose idea was it to do the sailing trip? Well, it was a friend of my boyfriend's. um, They were going on this trip with these two guys. They were both sailors. Mm -hmm. It came along for the ride. But it was really fascinating because you get to go in all the places that the cruise ships don't go. So, you know, you're landing on a little island and there's all these little goats and, you know, Rastafarians and everything. And people are coming up to you in boats trying to sell you bread or, you know, maybe like a French artist will come and try to sell some paintings on your boat. And it it was really incredible. And then we, we ended up on one island called Mystique which is like this private island that people like Mick Jagger and Tommy Hilfiger and all these different people live on. And, you know, we got invited to this cocktail party out there just, just on the fly, I guess. And uh, we didn't get to meet all those guys, but we, (laughs) we were out there. (laughs) Unfortunately, he wasn't hanging around there. Um, Bummer. Yeah, but it was fun. It was really a, an amazing trip. The only thing was is that there are a lot of mosquitoes and they all loved me. <laughs> mm. There's always that one person you're glad is on the trip or outside because they're like, yeah, she's there. They're going to go after her. Well, it's me. Yeah. I mean, they ate me alive and, and I tried everything until we finally got to Grenada and I found this. It was It was a like it was made out of essential oils. It was made especially on that island. And I put some on and the mosquitoes just hovered over it. And I wish, you know, unfortunately that was at the end of the trip and I was already had welts all over me, but, um, but yeah, that stuff was amazing. So I recommended it to everybody that's going out to someplace where there's mosquitoes. (laughs) You know what? I'm just, excited that you would go for it especially someone that doesn't like camping because I like camping oh you know and so I'm okay with it like my husband no way but I would go you know and it sounds like me I would really enjoy this trip oh yeah yeah it it was incredible I mean I'm you know I'm really happy I went on it it just was it was a little challenging It sounds like, yeah, I'm glad I did it. I'm not sure if I would do it again. (laughs) I don't know. I think I would do it again, actually, but I would do it on a catamaran rather than what we were on a 50 foot boat. It was a beautiful boat, but it was, there wasn't a whole lot of room on it. And a catamaran, I think is more spread out. So you get a little more space. Yeah. So for the women out there, because you said there are a lot of women that, you know, they have kids and jobs and they're not 
able to travel, you know, until they're older or even 50. Mm-hmm. Where would you suggest if they haven't been anywhere out of like the USA, where would you suggest they go first? Well, you know, depending on, um, dep- well, you mean uh, like if, if they're like cash trapped or, something? you know, I actually have started because I haven't been able to go out recently is to explore where you live. So you know, I live in Los Angeles, so obviously that's like a whole world in itself. So I, yeah. I try to find little quirky walking tours because I love to walk. And so I've gotten, you know, gone on things like I went on a L.A. arts tour where we we went around in the arts district to and learned about graffiti art and street art or um but I went to a, a little tea festival in Pasadena where they had a, a little pond and they had a tea ceremony. I mean, there's just all, always something that you can find to do nearby. And it, I like that. Yeah. And so if you can't actually get out of town, you know, you can escape. Yeah. And even if it's maybe just going a little ways away from where you live, if you live in a small town, you know, there's, you know, I like that because, you know, especially like even there's a lot of women here that still have kids at home and they're, I always hear them say, oh, my God, I have no free time. And they live for the big vacation, you know, that one vacation or two vacations a year. That's once a week. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to create little adventures, you know, and escapes, even if it's just one night, you know, and, you know, go into the city, you know, where you live, you know, and make it a whole big thing. And I love that you're doing that because that is fun in itself, especially like, do you ever notice that you don't sometimes see the things that tourists will come see? Like they'll come halfway across the country or even in Philadelphia, they'll be down there, you know, visiting all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I've never been there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, I haven't been everywhere in LA and I've lived here since the mid seventies. You know, it's, it's like, you just can't explore all of it, but the quirky tours are kind of cool because a lot of times they're, they're not expensive at all. I mean, I went on one tour in this little neighborhood. It was like $15 and yeah, Yeah. I mean, or you can just go out on your own and just walk around. You know, there's books and stuff that you can find that you can do your own little walking tours or, yeah. And I wasn't even thinking of like when I said travel, like for your advice, I wasn't even thinking on a budget, but I'm glad that you said that because now women, you have no excuses. There's always a way to have your own little adventure. You can't say you don't have the money because there's something you can do. Yeah, uh, you really can. And then, of course, if you do want to go on a big trip, I really recommend the river cruises because what I like about them is that, and and I love any kind of cruise or any kind of traveling, <laughs> just like just. Stick okay. me on a plane, I'll be happy, and I don't care where I go. But uh, oh my, I know really. But the river cruises are great because the boat we were on an Ama Waterways cruise, and the you know it probably held about 150 people, and about okay. half half that in crew. I mean, so you you got a lot of attention, and they would just you know the rivers are are really smooth, and they stop in all these quaint little villages. And so you're going places that, you know, the cruise ships can't go to. And although I just heard that, you know, like, I guess there was a a river cruise boat in Venice and this big cruise ship went and ran right into it. But 
Oh, no. But on the Danube, but you know, you can't get an ocean liner on a on the Danube or yeah. something like that. But yeah. you know, and they pass by all these castles and just wonderful things. And I'd love to go and do some more of those. Yeah, you know what? You're making me want to do that because I'm not a cruise girl and I love to travel, mm-hmm. but I can't see me going on some of those really big cruises. Yeah. But the river cruise with the hundred and fifty people thing. Now that's more my style. Oh yeah, and you get to know the people that are on the cruise, and you know, then they have these little expeditions where you can either go off on your own, or they'll they'll take you on a tour. And they have little side tours, like we went on the Budapest to Prague, and they took us to Salzburg, and we actually drove from uh, Nuremberg to to Prague because you can't. I guess the river didn't go through there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, the, I, that's something I love to do, and you know, like I said, I'll just go anywhere. <laughs> so, do you like when you go on a river cruise? I just have one more question because I'm very curious about uh-huh. this now. Is it a certain amount of days you have to go, or can you go on and find one that fits your? Well, they, they have different, uh, you know, different different um, routes. And so some take longer than others. And I guess you can get off if you wanted to. You can cut the tour short. But to me, it's, it's really yeah. great to go through the whole thing. Ours was about, I think it was like 11 days when we went. And yeah, so oh, we wow. went through quite a few places. I'm going to tell you, Rebecca, you may not have started traveling till you were 50, but you sure made <laughs> up for it. Yeah. But now I could. Now I'm trying to find ways to go out again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, do you have anything else that you're big that you're planning? Not right now, because right now we've got some things going on at home. But um, yeah, you know, I think one thing about being a blogger too is when you get into travel blogging, you can find ways to go on things for free. Also, oh. that's a nice thing about you know travel writing or travel blogging. Ooh, I didn't think of that. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there are opportunities out there. <laughs> yeah, that's a perk. All right, so I want to make sure, because I could talk to you about all these different areas and special travel. I could go, because I love it so much. I would want to talk to you even about every place you went, but <laughs> we don't have time for everything. But I do want to ask you, because I would love to get your spin, me being in the wellness area. What is your take? on staying healthy. What is your view? Okay. Well, I've been, you know, I've been reading a lot about the blue zones and all that. And, you know, those are the places in the world where people live the longest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just certain things that people who live up to be a hundred do. And it's not that they, they're not on fad diets or, you know, anything like that. They don't go to the gym. (laughs) They do. Yeah, there, no, there are no gyms. Yeah, I mean, outside is the gym. They'll have a cocktail or something, but it's mainly. I try to stick to eating real food. I'm not like you know into cutting out food groups or anything like that because I am a foodie and I I do love to eat, but I like to eat good food, so I try to stay away from things that are processed and you know artificial. I don't drink soft drinks and things like that. Um. And, you know, I think the important thing for people when you're over 50 is to stay moving. So you don't have to go out and run a marathon or anything or, you know, go to, um, 
you know, lift, you know, heavy weights, like some of these, um, these fad kind of, uh, gyms are, uh, but you know, as long as you're just out walking every day or, you know, just doing something that's fairly safe. So you're not going to have to get a knee replacement. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what these people do is they just, they just keep moving every day. You know, they're, they're always like, I, I, oh, I had this amazing conversation actually twice with this actor. His name's Norman Lloyd, who's he was in St. Elsewhere and um, 104 right now. And he shows, oh. he shows up at this 4th of July party that we go to. And then we get to sit down and talk to him. And he stopped playing tennis when he was 99 because his son made him stop. Because I think he fell or something. But yeah, yeah, he is so alert. And he can carry on these incredible conversations about all the films and all the celebrities that he knew and everything. And uh, he's, you know, it's just a matter of just staying busy and, and moving and eating pure food, I think helps a lot. I agree. I agree. And I was just talking to someone who said, Oh my God, I know I should work out and I know I need to, but I hate it. And I think sometimes people think just, what you were saying, not, I mean, if you want to go to the gym, Hey, I used to own gyms. That's great. You know what I mean? Like go to the gyms, like do it, but you don't have to, you know, it just can be something that is part of your lifestyle. And so this woman was complaining. I hate working out. I hate working out. I just, I know I should. And the guy goes, well, what do you enjoy doing? And she said, walking. He said, well, then make that your activity. And I think people think it has to be complicated that you have to be throwing up on the side of the, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the only way to work out or doing yoga for an hour every day. Not that that's wrong, right? but there is a, right. There's other ways. And he was, I, I was so glad that this guy was saying it because he said, yeah, like, and she's like, well, I like kayaking. He's like, well, then that's like, she didn't understand that hiking, walking and biking and kayaking was enough as far as working out. Yeah. I love that's a great, you know, I think it's important, you know, you know, for, to do some type of strength training doesn't have to be crazy, you know, especially as you get older, mm-hmm. you know, for your bones, but you can be outside gardening and lifting. You, you know, I spend so much time, Rebecca, in my garden, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even go in the gym most once the weather gets nice here because it's not like California all the time. Yeah. But as soon as I can, I'm on my bike, I hike with my dog and I spend more time in the garden. And my son said to me, mom, why aren't you going to the gym as much? I'm like, I don't need to. I'd rather be outside. Oh yeah. I, I love that too. I'll just go out and walk around the neighborhood and there's so many places that I can walk and, you know, it's just c- kind of more um, interesting because, you know, you just don't know where you're going to walk to. But I think also it, if you feel like it's a pain to get in your car and drive to the gym too, if there's no yeah. excuse because you can just walk out your door and, go somewhere yeah. or, or just what, you know, if it's cold, walk and walk around the mall or something like that. Yeah. But um, then the other thing too, is that it's always great to have a dog. We, I have two little dogs, so I have to take them out because I live in an apartment. So yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, we take them out like four times a day. So we do a lot of yeah. exercise doing that, although they're little, so they don't, you know, I'm not like a big dog. They're not, you know, running around and stuff, but um, 
You know what? I love that you said that because you know that on those days that you don't feel like doing it, you have those dogs you have to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's like accountability. It's like people that uh, teach classes, you know, they'll stay fit because they have to go teach the class or they have a trainer or they have a workout port. You're more likely to stay with your goals if you're doing it for someone else. It's just the way it is. And so the fact that you have to do it for your dogs, you know, that's a great thing. People, if it's hard for you to get outside, get a dog. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's true. And- the other thing that I think is really important for people who are older, and I've spoken to a few different fitness trainers, is is working on your balance and your core, you know, to, to keep from falling. That's yeah. the worst thing that you can do when you're older is fall. So, you know, if you're strengthening, and apparently the muscle that you have to strengthen for balance is your butt. <laughs> According to this one woman that I talked to, it's it's your butt. She's yeah, right. she's yeah. Right. And um, you know, if you keep that strong, then that that helps your posture. It helps everything, and it's it's all about posture and balance. I think. Yeah. Well, the reason because you know how some people will just strengthen, you know, it makes sense one side of the body, right? So that's going to throw you off. So you yeah. want all the muscles in that core to be strong where a lot of people sit and they'll do all these sit-ups, like you're saying, but it's, if you have a strong butt too, now your body's going to be more balanced, right? It's like if your front of your leg is way stronger than the back of your leg. Yeah. One thing I found because I do work on my computer is you really have to avoid sitting for long periods of time because sitting is like the new smoking. It's really yep. bad for you. And so many people are on their computers that, you have to be able to get up and down. And I tried getting one of those standing desks and I found that I actually had more trouble with that. I, I didn't have the one that went up and down um, because yeah, yeah. too long and standing too long aren't good. So it's like you have to have, you just have to remember to get up, you know, maybe. Every well, there, some people use, you know, those stability balls. Some people like those. Yeah, those are great. Those are great. Yeah, and you sit on them, and that causes them to have great posture and use their core muscles. Mm-hmm. And then other people hate them because they think, "No, I keep bouncing all the time." <laughs> so, way and you're out. <laughs> yeah, it just it just you know it just depends. Well, you know what, Rebecca? What I'm uh, before I wrap up here, one thing I can see, and I think it's really neat for other women to draw upon, is you really you know when you say about reinvention. You know, you just don't give up. I mean, you'll figure out a way. Like you said, you were selling makeup. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not going to just quit, right? You know, there's going to be something else, you know, and maybe it's not what you're going to stay with, but it'll take you to the next thing. And you, you can see you're always going to be that like you're no matter what, whether you're a hundred or 115, you're going to always live life and look forward to it because you're creating it. You know, you're finding ways to do different things, whether it's in your backyard or in right. Poland. Well, I think because I chose to be an actor, it was always a freelance kind of position. It wasn't where I had a job for 40 years and then all of a sudden got this big retirement payout. I didn't do that. So, you know, it's always, a, it's a, fact that I probably never be able to retire, uh, you know, unless I win the lottery or something like that. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know. Which is a lot of people. I think what I learned about it was adaptability and, and, you know, the fact that you you have to go from job to job when you're an actor. So, um, and you have to be resourceful. Yeah, you do. You do. So, and that's, that's definitely what you've done. But even if someone wasn't an acting, like you said, they could be, you know, at 60 or 65 retiring or, you know, let go or laid off or whatever it could be. And you don't want them to, you know, which a lot of people do, they get so bored and then it causes all kinds of problems. You know, yeah, because they're mentally not being stimulated. I don't care if you go out and help people. I don't care if you do community service. You have to have something you look forward to getting up in the morning. Yeah, I think retirement should be banned, actually. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you're doing something really, you know, purposeful, because, you know, you can just, just sit there and just um, start deteriorating if you're not doing yeah. anything, you don't have any purpose in life. So like you said, you know, even if you're going out and volunteering, which is, fabulous um you know that gives you something to feel good about and you you have to be doing care for or being interested and a dog and a dog a dog (laughs) (laughs) if you don't have young children Um, we we have four cats and a dog oh great great i know i love i love my dogs i don't know what i do without them (laughs) they're because they're stress relievers too yeah really important i agree (laughs) Well, Rebecca, before we leave and we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to tell all the positive, powerful ladies out there? Is there anything we didn't get in? Yeah. The one thing I think is a key to longevity is having a sense of humor. And you notice that Uh, some of of these comedians have lived a long time, like, you know, it was like George Burns and Phyllis Diller and Milton Berle and all these guys. I mean, it's like, and Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. And I mean, it's because they have a sense of humor. And I think that's one way that you can, you know, especially right now with all these crazy things happening. Yeah. You have to find a way to relieve your stress and, you know, just watch something funny. (laughs) I, I, I 100% agree before I go to bed at night, no matter what Mm -hmm. I will watch something so dumb. It makes me laugh. And my family always says to me, why are you watching that? It's the stupidest thing. I said, it makes me laugh. And I want to laugh right before bed. Even if it's only for 20 minutes, Rebecca. That's a good thing. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's been a joy to have you on. I'm so glad we got it in. And everyone, my positive power bitch ladies, don't forget to look up baby boopsters, right? Babyboomster.com baby boomster i know oh that's right baby boomster.com and we'll have everything listed and it, you do you you have so much on there it, you have so much on there that you're going to find something that you're going to enjoy i hope so <laughs> yes well rebecca keep it up and i hope we stay in touch and thank you so much for being on positive bitch ladies i really appreciate it thank you sandy thanks for listening Remember to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed. And remember, stay powerful.